Frightening news coming from Corntown, Ontario, as a couple on a Labor Day camping trip were attacked by a mysterious... This Thanksgiving marked another vicious animal attack in rural Corntown. A jogger was blindsided by the unidentified creature and was rushed to hospital with life A series of wild animal attacks has left one small town on edge as a third incident has just... Uh, it came out of nowhere, obliterated the Halloween feast, sent the ambrosia fruit salad flying. I ain't never Corn seen Town, of course, way. found infamy last year during the investigation of the murder of Sheriff Rick Wickingham. The town is no stranger. Yeah, it's to not this uncommon for there to be bears in the area. Bears love corn. You got coyotes, wolverines, badgers, cougars, lynx, sphinx, bobcats. I see moose get angry. Heck, anything will attack if it's hungry enough, me included. All the way on All Saints Day, Corn Town is taking extra precautions after a fourth attack transpired this morning. When citizens heard the ambulance sirens, they believed it was merely a wounded We're leaving in fear. We're scared to go outside. I've been letting my dog Fluffer steal his bitches. It was a remembrance day to remembering Corn Town, where there was a fifth assault in a bizarre series of seven. We are attacks. implementing a strict curfew. We don't want nobody out in the streets after dark. That means no walking, no strolling. No ambling, and you sure as heck cannot be sunk. With Christmas just around the corner and the unknown animal eluding capture, one thing's for certain. Corntown is a town living in corn. Uh, uh, fear. Sorry. Hi, I'm Stephen Holmes. And I'm Matthew Miner. And this is Corntown, an investigative journalism podcast brought to you by the SM Experience. Christmas, a time that should be filled with hope and joy. Halls should be decked, bells should be jingled, streets should gleam with bright, colorful lights. But Christmas in Corntown, Ontario is different this year, for you see, a creature is stirring, and it definitely isn't a mouse. The Christmas season begins in Corntown the same as it does in every town, early September. Stores overflow with Christmas trinkets and decorations for sale. Families hang stalks of corn over the fireplace. Children build cornmen in their yards and prepare the wish list for the big guy, Old St. Niblet. But this year, the Christmas season hasn't draped the town of Corntown in the usual blanket of cheer and whimsy. Instead, a dark cloud once again hangs ominously over the genteel town. The season where one expects to find hollies and jollies instead delivers heebies and jeebies. The holidays are a big deal in Corntown. After a long, hard summer of growing corn and the harvest that follows, the town prepares their number one export. Wigs made from that weird corn hair tassel thing that grows on the end of the cobs. Of course, the holidays also lead up to the new year, a day that stands for renewal and regrowth. A day that the townsfolk celebrate with Husk Clark's poppin' New Year's Eve. But this year, New Year's Eve might not be so poppin'. And for some, this year might be their last. This season, we return to Corntown to unravel the mystery behind these attacks. What will greet us is more danger than either of us have ever imagined. 
something that would test our perseverance and push our friendship to the brink of destruction. We grew fond of Corntown last summer when we traveled there to investigate the murder of local businessman and community pillar, Jaron Deeb. We wanted to help the townsfolk. And ourselves, because true crime podcasts are hot shit, and we thought we could tap that market. But mostly the townsfolk. To our surprise, it turned out that Jaron Deeb wasn't murdered at all. The victim was actually the local sheriff, Rick Wickenham, and the chief suspect, Kai Van Truck, who we sought to exonerate, actually did commit the murder he was accused of. But the Kyle they thought they arrested and executed was actually Kyle's former best friend with a stupid face, Duncan Jones. No, not that Duncan Jones. And the real Kyle was pretending to be Duncan and the sheriff. Aiding this cover-up was his girlfriend, Kyla Van Tractor, who's also pretending to be fictional reporter Paula St. Paul. <laughs> it was simple, really. What we're saying is, we're kind of geniuses? Which is why we were excited to keep this true crime train sailing along. We looked for new murders to solve, but unfortunately, gruesome killings are less common than we'd like. We looked into cold cases and crimes involving celebrities like Natalie Wood or Orange Juice Simpson. And finally, any crimes at all. We thought we struck whodunit gold when we stumbled on a thief known as the Hamburglar, who has made a career out of robbing fast food joints. But it turns out the culprit is already known to, and confusingly employed by, the restaurant chain in question. A revelation that made us grimace. It seemed we were out of luck. But like a kernel of corn popping and rising to the top, Corntown once again became front page news after a series of wild animal attacks plagued the town. Could this be opportunity knocking once again? Our resolve to make a sequel to our award-deserving podcast solidified after receiving a phone call from an old acquaintance from Corntown. Matthew. Hello, Stephen. Long time. No seeing. Dr. Poppsenfreud, how are things? Still have the wife troubles? If I recall correctly, there was trouble in paradise last time we saw you. Uh, you are indeed correct. When last we spoke, there were many problems occurring in our marriage. However, that is no longer the case. Oh, that's great. You sorted out your problems. No, she left me, and we are no longer participating in matrimony. I see. Yes. It's now it is just myself, all alone in my big empty house. Once again, I will participate in Cornmiss unaccompanied. My best friend has also not been around lately. And to make matters worse, Sheila told me that my dog went to live on a farm in the country. Well, at least you got to keep the house. Ah, uh, yes. I maintain possession of my dwelling, though my wife did take most of the furniture and altar spoons from the silverware drawer. I have not eaten soup in many weeks now. I miss it more than I miss Sheila. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Does this have anything to do with the animal attacks we're hearing about? 
Is this animal attacking people who don't have spoons? No, no, nothing like that. I did not think you would have heard of these attacks. If I were you too, I would not worry yourselves thinking about these so-called animal attacks. Uh, what do you mean? These animal attacks sound like big news. But if the attacks aren't worth looking into, we could help you with your lady troubles. We can be love detectives. Love investigators? In love stigators. We'll workshop the title. I would not trouble yourselves with that circumstance either. If you want to help me out, you could send me some spoons. I have much soup to eat. <laughs> just slurp it straight from the bowl. Or use your hands. Or do what I do and just don't eat soup. Forget spoons. What about cereal? Ooh, you got me there. Frickin' scorched ya. Ooh, put me to bed and wet my little tushy. Yeah, you don't want that rash to come back. I really don't. Look, fellows, I appreciate the fact you wish to help, but please do not concern yourselves with my or the town's problems. Look, Doc, this call for help is clearly a call for help. This was not a calling for help. Everything is going very great here. Everything has been blown out of the proportion. I was just checking in with you fellows. Nothing is out of the ordinary here at all. All right, well, if you say so. I won't lie, though. These animal attacks had us intrigued. We expect you to have all sorts of monotonous details about them. Uh, not really. The animal attacks... I really do not have information on that particular subject. We heard that one of the attacks took place near the Maze Institute. Do you still work there? I do. Like I said, there's nothing to worry about. Okay. Just for curiosity's sake, uh, what about the- f I have to get going. It was excellent speaking with you again, Matthew and Stephen. Stay away from Cointown. Oh, uh, alright. It was great to hear from you as well, Dr. Pupsfreud. Thank you for calling. Did he? I think he hung up. This episode of Corntown is brought to you in part by Husk Clark's Poppin' New Year's Eve. The year is coming to an end, and that means it's almost time to ring in the new year with Hus Clark's Poppin' New Year's Eve. Join us in Jubilee Park on December 31st for a celebration unlike any other. We love hot popcorn. Hot corn dogs. Hot cobs of corn. Hot corn cider. Ice cold cornade. Sunglasses in the shape of corn, not the year. And husking of the corn ball as we count down to midnight. Featuring musical performances from your favorite quarantine tribute bands. Death Cop for Cutie. Husky Springfield. The Black Eyed Corns. Vanessa Colonelton. Cobb Zombie. Corny Feldman. And Pitbull. Ring in the new year with Hus Clark. Unless there's still a vicious wild animal on the loose and we're all dead. conversation with Dr. Pups and Freud struck us as strange. Normally, the man exudes only extreme boredom, but there was something different about this call. Something behind his words stood out. His mouth breathing? No. Something more ominous. It's obvious that Dr. Pups and Freud is scared. Just as scared as the other citizens of Corntown. Scared of whatever nameless creature preys upon them. It's clear that the town needs our help once again. 
So we packed our duffels and loaded up Steven's 2021 Toyota Corolla LE and hit the road for a smooth, fuel-efficient ride in style and comfort. What? When we arrived in Corntown, we expected to find the quaint, idiosyncratic town we left last year. The seasonal decorations and light dusting of snow would be new, sure, but what we saw was unrecognizable. Gone were the sunny faces that once greeted us on the bustling streets. Gone were the happy children on the side of the road selling cornade and corncob dolls with John Stamos. Gone was the corn itself. Things were worse than we thought. The corn part, at least, was explained to us. They harvest it. For what? We have no idea. As for the dire state of the town, its citizens are living in fear. Fearing for their lives. Fearing for their livelihood. Fearing that old Santa Claus won't bring them the new John Stamos Trapper Keeper they asked for for Christmas, because he knows that they had dirty thoughts for their cousin Polly. That's very specific. No, everyone worries about that. We wanted to gain a clearer picture of how the atmosphere turned so troubled. So we hit the streets to ask the citizens what it's been like to live through these months of terror. And why the kids here have such a hard-on for John Stamos. Yeah, everyone is real concerned about the animal and whatnot. Worried they'll be next. My cousin Ronnie was actually one of the victims. He got tore up real bad, lost a lot of blood, and a good portion of his rump roast, if you know what I mean. That's one Remembrance Day feast we won't soon forget. We're all plumb stumped. No one knows what's out there, accosting people. No one's been able to catch it. Ogden McTavish thought he caught the thing, but it was just a third grader who wandered off from a field trip. Funny thing is, it ain't the first time that's happened to Ogden. I remember back in 95. Uh, I haven't been attacked and I haven't seen anything, but uh, I did have a bunch of my clothes stolen off my clothesline. I forgot to bring them inside. There hasn't been a clothing tent from Corntown for 40 years, so it's got to be connected. If it's a bear, we could have a yogi bear situation on our hands. You spot a grizzly bear and want an XL Jake Snake t shirt? You know who to call. It's been a little crazy. Strange things happening in Corntown. Stranger Things is filming here? Ooh, dish bish. Give us the deets. What's getting Madrasso like? Did Millie Bobby Brown get her letters? Did she laugh at our Millie Whitney Houston joke? Does Dave Harbor smell like baked beans? Why is there a polar bear on the island? That's lost. Oh, the bear's lost. Never mind. Matt knew that one. Eager though they were to chat, we didn't get the information we needed from the Corntownians, and we were sorely in need of a bathroom break. So we decided to get both from the one person we knew we could count on. We also needed a place to stay, and we can't return to the Motel 6. They won't have forgotten what you left in the sink. I have no regrets. Are you sure he'll be here? He might be out doing something. Socializing? With that posture, not a chance. Oh, Stephen, Matthew, what are you doing here? I told you not to come. Did you bring spoons? <laughs> Dr. Pups and Freud, so good to see you. Ooh, looks like that acumen didn't work, huh? It was very kind of you to let us stay with you. What? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you did. You called us and said you had so much room and you're all alone. 
We know an invitation when we hear one. No, that's not... You should not be here. You should be home with your families, preparing your chimneys for the arrival of the Wagnoxman. Some things are more important. Like ad revenue. Don't worry, Pepsi. This is going to be so much fun. Just like an old-fashioned Christmas time sleepover. Ooh, I'll get the hot cocoa. Got any R-rated movies? How about some skin flicks? Can I put my wiener in your microwave? Matt forgot our sleeping bags. Mind if we take your bed? You can sleep on the pillow couch. It's actually pretty comfortable. I don't even own a pull-out guy. Thanks, Dr. Pops and Freud. You're the best. We'll take our dinner at 6. Unless I can put my wiener in your microwave now. It got cold after we left the 7-Eleven. After we unpacked, settled in, and enjoyed a warm bubble bath, we sat down with Dr. Pups and Freud to get some answers. We're here now with Dr. Pups and Freud, distinguished researcher at the Hensel Institute for Maze Studies, who has generously agreed to lend us his spacious house's investigation HQ for the duration of our stay. Uh, reluctantly, but yes. Thank you for sitting down with us, Doc. I also want to thank you for the gracious use of your microwave. It is one of the few possessions I have left. How was your journey here? Uneventful, I hope. Smooth ride. We had T-Swift to keep us company. Got that all too well 10 minute version on repeat. I do not know what this means. This is a friend of yours? No, no, Taylor Swift. Uh, voice of a generation, made the trip a breeze. Only took two and a half hours. Or 15 blissful playthroughs of all too well. But it should have only taken one hour. He insists on taking the long route. I just love that Tay-Tay. And who was your friend? It's Taylor Swift, Doc. Shake it off, you goof. Oh, do I have something on me? Okay, jokester. <laughs> I knew you were trouble when you walked in. I do not mean to cause any trouble for you gentlemen. They're song titles. He's been funny. I see. My apologies. I am unfamiliar with this musical artist. I prefer the smooth, velvety sounds of a Whirlpool dishwasher. That's music to my ears. Dr. P, could you walk us through the events of recent weeks? These attacks that are tormenting the residents of Corntown. A uh, simple misunderstanding, no doubt. The television news has made much of these supposed attacks, but one must not forget how Corntown inhabitants enjoy their tall tales. Uh, but we talked with the residents and saw the fearful state of the town with our own eyes. It's obvious that people are scared. Even the corn is hiding. The corn is... No, no, gentlemen. There is no corn because the corn has been harvested. Oh, right. And that's so it can be... Uh, uh, never mind. Used to be a lot more helpful, Dr. Bubs Freud. Dull as donkey dicks, but informative. Is it because of your breakup? Do you want to talk about it? Mm, tell Stevie Weavy and Maddie Waddy what's on your mind. We're here for you, big guy. I brought tissues for your issues. Was it the acne? The backne? The crackne? No, nothing of that sort. Now, gentlemen, I will permit you to accommodate yourselves in my residence, but I will not partake in your conspiracies. Sheesh, someone's touchy. You shouldn't have mentioned the backne. He can't go to Typhoon Lagoon like that. He'll be ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Think you'll still watch Home Alone with us later? With neither the Quarantown residents nor Dr. Pups and Freud offering insight into the attacks, we decided to get our answers straight from the source. Two of the victims have fled Quarantown with their families for safety. The third refused to sign a release form. That left us with the first two victims, Howie Hurt and Mandy Mundy. 
We actually met Howie last year when we investigated Jaron Deeb's murder. He works as lifeguard at the Corntown Corn Maze, though his true passion is the great outdoors. He loves a bologna sandwich. His girlfriend Mandy Mundy is from the nearby town of Beansville. She owns and operates her very own Etsy store where she creates artwork in the style of Banksy of actor and buffalo icon Christine Baranski called Pristine Barbanskis. Some residents hold old grudges and see Howie and Mandy's relationship as distasteful. A Corntownian dating someone from Beansville? A real Nomeo and Juliet situation. Most people really don't care though. On October 8th, Howie and Mandy set out to create content for Howie's camping-themed YouTube channel, Hurts on the Dirts. They pitched their tent outside the northern edge of Corntown, a spot they have frequented many times over the years. As his previous videos attest, these outings are uneventful. But not this time. Lurking in the nearby pines was a creature ready to pounce. Perhaps the animal was frightened by the increase of activity at the nearby Hensel Maze Institute, or maybe it was drawn by the scent of Howie and Mandy's camping staple of vegetable lasagna. What we know for sure is that the animal struck without warning and left Howie and Mandy with life-threatening wounds. Howie and Mandy were rushed to Corntown General, where they have remained since, drifting in and out of consciousness. On the rare occasions when they're lucid, they've offered precious little information about the attack. However, one piece of evidence has been vital. At the time of the attack, Howie was filming a segment for his YouTube channel. The video offers no clear look at the animal that attacked him, but there are tantalizing glimpses, and the audio captures the attack as it transpires. Now, this recording is graphic. We were going to play the audio on this podcast, but decided even that might be a step too far. Instead, we will play a recording of us watching and listening to the recording of the attack, and you can listen to our reaction. Sounds like there's some branches snapping. Mm -hmm. I think I can hear kind of growling. Yeah. Uh, doesn't sound like any f animal I'm familiar with. Definitely not a bear. No. Oh, oh, okay, they're getting scared now. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Here it comes. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, that's, that's horrific. Oh, oh, there's so much blood. Mm. Oh, I didn't think it would. Oh, oh I didn't. Oh. Are you, are you going to hurl? Oh, if you're gonna hurl, I'm gonna hurl. Hurl. Oh my, oh. Oh, that's so much worse than I was expecting. Oh, oh. oh God. Oh, there's parts on the outside that shouldn't be. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Why does it sound so wet? Oh, it, sounds, it sounds like someone violently smushing a thick turd through a shower drain. Oh. Why do you know what that sounds like? I don't. I don't want to talk about it out here. Oh, is that why my landlord refused to return my deposit? Oh, I said I don't want to talk about it. Oh my god. Oh, I don't even see how this helps us. I can't even see the animal. What the hell are you doing? You're not supposed to be in here. Okay, we're just... We're investigators. Yeah, we're, we're here to help. We need to watch Howie's video. I'm calling security. No, no, it's okay. They are here to help. It's good to see you're up, Howie. I'll go get Dr. Walters. You boys stay here with him. Don't get him riled up. We won't. Uh, we weren't, uh, we weren't sure if he would remember us. Of course I do. Uh... Stephen Holmes. I'm Matthew Miner. Right. Howie hurts. I bet you do. You went through quite an ordeal. It... it all happened so fast. Is that why you're here? Yes. We, uh, we heard about the attacks. 
attacks? There have been more? Four more. So far. Is there anything you can tell us about what attacked you? Anything that will help us find the animal? Kill it. You have to kill it. It won't stop. It's going to kill. You need to kill it before it can. The attack clearly left a mark on Howie, and I'm not talking about the ghastly scars all over his body that will make him unlovable by any woman. I mean, emotional scars. The kind you get when you order a six-piece nugget combo and only get five. When a shark attacks a human, it's usually a case of mistaken identity. A lone wolf might attack if it's hungry enough. The only other animal known to attack humans with such ferocity is a chihuahua, or exceptionally ornery Pomeranian. Both of those breeds were outlawed by former Golden Retriever Mayor Patrick Stanley Trevsnow. What kind of animal attacks with such brutality? Howie gave us an answer. An answer we never expected. What kind of animal was it? It's not an animal. Are you saying it was a man? Something worse. A frappero with a rich dad? No, it wasn't human. It wasn't an animal. It was a demon, bloodthirsty, furious, from the depths of hell. It was a monster. Next time on Corntown. Wait a minute. Pups and Freud's footprints in the snow are fresh. Not like these prints that froze in the mud. Plus, they're much too large to be Pups and Freud's. Well, it's just, there might have been an attack long before this that never made the news. I do not need your help. Here's an idea. Stay the hell out of my way. Oh my god, look. What is it? Oh, no way. This has been an SNM Experience production. Executive produced by Stephen T. Holmes, Matthew Minor, and Ima Plastic. Episode mixed by Richard Mixon. If you have any information about the attacks in Corntown, email us at the smexp at gmail.com. 